Back to Miller. Oh, oh my goodness. Herbert, sidearm sling, and it's a touchdown. Tyrese Maxey. Oh, good spin move back for Rakowski for the news. Give him one. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beef Upfront Podcast here on PickSwap Media. Your host, Ryan Coyle, joined by Kevin Cannon in his new fancy hat tonight for another edition of the NFL Big Five Games of the Week here at Beef Upfront. Makes me want to throw up just saying this, but week 14, we're in our second week of games in December. This season is flying by. College football behind us now, besides the playoff and bowl games coming over. That means it's really getting down to crunch time for the NFL. And we have some really interesting playoff races and, and seating up for grabs. So a lot of important games to get to for the week 14 slate as always. But welcome back, Kevin. How are we? Great. Looking forward to another great week of football this week. Yeah. And, and it starts with it won't be one of our games of the week, but Thursday night, Patriots Steelers. Looks like it'll probably be Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. That sounds like the best best type of football we could get to start us off the week. But we will not be previewing Thursday's game this week. We will start right on Sunday. And this is a very important game for the NFC South division race. It is a 1 o'clock kickoff on CBS. The 5-7 and seven Bucks travel to the 6-6 six and six Falcons. Bucks already lost to the Falcons earlier in the year at home. So a chance for the Falcons to really bury the Buccaneers here. Falcons are a two and a half point favorite at home. Over under is 39 and a half. Kev, what is your play for this game? I'm going Falcons 20, Bucks 17. The Falcons covering the two and a half, under 39 and a half. Both these teams are super inconsistent. You really never know what you're going to get out of either either of them, but someone has to win the NFC South. So one of these teams or someone else in the division, not the Panthers, are going to be going to the playoffs. So either the Saints. I'm picking the Falcons here because of their offensive talent, though. Yes, the talent is great on paper, and it has been all season, and arguably even for the past couple of years, and it hasn't really amounted to anything in the past or this year. But I'm just going to trust the talent here over the super inconsistent Bucks. The first meeting between these two teams er- earlier in the season went down to the final play, and I think that could be what happens again this week. The Falcons... Uh, end up winning this game. They get a two-game lead over the Bucks in the division. But I could also definitely see Baker playing well in this game and just getting a big-time win, but I'm going to ride with the Falcons. Yeah, that's my angle on this game, Kev. The Bucks are are motivated in this one, I think, and I think have a little bit more to play for. Sitting at 5-7, and seven, they're lucky to still be in the division race, but as you said, too, someone has to win this division. A win here, and they're tied for first in the South. They already lost at home to the Falcons touched on at the beginning so if they drop this one it's going to be tough being at five and eight even in this division to find their way back to the top of that uh nfc south for the division title if you don't like tampa bay to win this game straight up i definitely would would consider taking a look at them on the points in this one the falcons are four and eight against the spread this season that's fifth worst in the league and the bucks are a pretty respectable seven and five against the spread this year so i'm playing this desperation angle with tampa mike evans has been playing really well recently chris godwin found his way into the end zone rashad white this is a team that any given sunday could go out there and put up some 
points, but they've also been prone to some slow starts and some turnovers by Baker. So I think this one, though, is one that they have to come out of the gates fast. That they're playing, they're playing a little bit more desperate than the Falcons. I'm going to take the Bucks to win 23-20. So I'm going to go Bucks plus two and a half in the over of 39 and a half. It's also a situation where Falcons going for their third win in a row. I just don't think they're that good of a team right now to be able to do that. All right, we stay in the 1 o'clock window. We go to an AFC-NFC matchup. The 6-6 six and six Rams traveling to the 9-3 and three Ravens coming off a bye. 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. Ravens are seven-point favorites here at home. Over-under is 43-and-a-half. Kev, can the Rams keep up their recent hot play and go to Baltimore? I'm saying no, but I think they will end up covering the Rams 20 or the Ravens 27, Rams 23. So the Rams covering the seven and the over 43 and a half hidden. The Ravens are coming off a bye and Harbaugh off buys is 12 and three in his career. The offense of Baltimore can be explosive, but they do tend to not be able to always hold leads and finish games strong. On the other uh, side, though, the Rams have ex- seemingly exceeded expectations so far this season. They tend to play most teams pretty tough, so I think it will end up being a pretty close game. But the Ravens' defense is really legit. They're currently leading the NFL in sacks, and they also are allowing the second-fewest points per game. The Ravens' defense is going to make Stafford uncomfortable all day, I think, and the Coop Nakua uh, Cup Nakua tandem isn't going to have a massive day here. I think Lamar plays well and doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, Rams have been so the playing, Ravens end up winning a pretty well. Rams have been playing really well, and I think they're, they're one of those teams where if they get into the playoffs, they find their way into that six or seven spot. None of those division winners are going to want to see them. This is a team that could be dangerous because of this offense. It might not always be pretty with them, and the offensive line is not a very good unit, but when they're they're clicking and that pass game is going strong, they're, they're a tough team to stop. I really like the over in this game, one of my favorite plays of the week. The Rams have played uh, the last two games. They've put up 30-plus points in each of those games, and the Ravens have put up 30 or more in their three NFC games this year. The Ravens have also outscored their NFC opponents this year 106 to 33, and I believe they're 17 and one against the NFC in Lamar's career. So, those are some really strong trends that give me to re- a reason to believe, along with your logic of John Harbaugh coming off the bye at 12 and three. This is going to be a game that the Ravens find a way to win. I'm going to take them to win and I'll take them to cover, but I do like the over too. I'm going to go Ravens 30, Rams 21. So, Ravens minus seven and over 43 and a half here. All right, third game of the week. One of the games where coming into the year, this was probably circled as one of the top five games of the year. It has a little bit less hype and publicity around it right now with with the Chiefs not playing their best and the Bills certainly not playing their best as they're fighting for a playoff spot. But you got the six and six Bills at the eight and four Chiefs. These two teams always give us a good matchup. 425 kick on CBS. The Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite with the over under sitting at 47 and a half. Can the Bills get this desperation win that they need, Kev? I don't think so. I have the Chiefs winning a close one, 23 to 21. So the Bills do end up covering the two and a half and the under at 47 and a half hidden. It seems like every time these teams play, like you said, it is a great game. And the hype around this game isn't as big as we probably thought it would have been in the beginning of the year with both teams just not having their best season. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. You rarely see them lose two in a row. The last time that they did lose two in a row was week two and three of the 2021 season, which is a pretty while while ago. It's just not the Bills' year this year. I think they're going to need to make some changes in the offseason with the roster, maybe even coaching. And 
loss here effectively ends their playoff hopes. Um, the Chiefs lost to Green Bay, and that was a little bit of a shocker last week. But it was good to see Isaiah Pacheco had a nice day on the ground. I'd look for him to continue that. And the defense getting back to being elite here. I think Josh Allen and the offense continue to struggle, and they also just can't consistently sustain drives. Yeah, another matchup where it's a it's a coin flip game. I could see this going either way. I could see this being a 40 to 35 game, or I could see this being a 20 to 17 game. I, it's why you watch at the end of the day. But I think this one is going to be another good matchup. We t- both touched on it. They always seem to deliver when playing each other. Chiefs need a win here to stay in the race for the one seed. They may not be a very good team, and no one's talking about it. I didn't really see much on social media about how they lost to the Packers, but you saw everywhere about the Eagles losing to the 49ers. It, it seems like the Chiefs are kind of getting that bit of that preferential treatment through their past success. They might not just be a very good football team this year, very limited on offense, but the Bills in the same boat where they were coming into the year as one of the Super Bowl favorites, they just need a win to stay alive in the playoff race and avoid falling below 500. Bills are much more desperate too and coming off a bye, so they have that going for them. But the but Buffalo is a terrible 4-8 and eight against the spread on the season, and the Chiefs, despite some of their recent struggles, they're still 7-5. and five. I trust Mahomes and Andy at home more than I do Josh Allen and Sean McDermott having to go on the road. Like you said, the Chiefs losing two in a row, that rarely ever happens. I'm not expecting a deep run from either of this team come playoff time, but I will take the Chiefs to win here at home. As I said, the Bills against the spread, not not a very good team. And the, the two and a half, I definitely could see the Chiefs winning this by a field goal at least. So I'll go Chiefs 24, Bills 20, Chiefs minus two and a half, and under a 47 and a half hit in there. All right, fourth game of the week. Do we call this, Kevin, elimination game? I think we see the loser of this game potentially uh, on, on the outside looking in come playoff time, and the other team it's kind of survives for another week. But you got the 6-6 six and six Broncos at the 5-7 and seven Chargers, 425 on CBS. Chargers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under is 43-and-a-half. Yeah, so no shot. I can pick the Chargers. I'll never trust them. Uh, it's not that I even trust the Broncos a whole lot either. I picked them last week, and that didn't end up working out. The Chargers are just incompetent in everything they do. They have a ton of talent, ton of big names, and it just never works out. I'm not going to pick them here. Russ and the Broncos lost last week to the Texans. I do think the three picks by Russ was a bit of an outlier as he's only thrown seven all year. Broncos are still not a great team, but I think they are more reliable than the Chargers. The Broncos continue to keep pace for uh, sneaking potentially into the playoffs while the Chargers season is over. Like you said, it's basically an elimination game and Brandon Staley's potentially gone. So I'm going Broncos 23, Chargers 21, the Broncos plus two and a half or take a money line and the over at 43 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I, I just can't trust the Chargers in a big spot. And, and on this show, I've always been a, a Chargers kind of backer. I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. I still am. And it was one of those things where when the Eagles weren't playing, I would always look forward to watching the red zone to get to see the Chargers because at least they used to be, like, fun when they were losing. I mean, they had that one game earlier in the year where they lost to the Lions. It was, like, 38-35. They were at least an entertaining team to watch. Like, they'll go out there, blow it on defense, but have a lot of – Fun guys in fantasy, you would have Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. All those guys are looking like a shell themselves right now. Mike Williams hurt. Quinton Johnson, arguably the worst receiver in the NFL right now. I just can't trust this Chargers team coming off a 6 nothing win against the Patriots. They just never seem to get it right and get everything moving despite all the big names they have. And they're ultimately going to ruin Justin Herbert's career most likely if he's unable to get out of there. 
But the Broncos, as you were kind of touching on, not a great team either, but they're feisty, and I think they have some more spunk to them. They they just always seem to be in it at the end of the day since they got that big-time loss to the Dolphins earlier in the year. They steadily improved. That was a good game last week. They had a chance to win it at the end. They, they just have a lot more going for them, I think, a lot more motivated team. The Chargers are, are just kind of stuck in the water. You always take uh, in coin flip games to the better coach. There's no doubt Sean Payton, a better coach than Brandon Staley. And that, that's enough to give me a reason to believe the Broncos get this win. They end the Chargers season five and eight, and maybe even Staley gets fired on Monday. But I'll go Broncos 23, Chargers 20. Keep the Broncos season alive. They cover the plus two and a half there, obviously, and we'll go under 43 and a half as well. All right, fifth and final game of the week coming off a shit pumping. The Eagles at 10 and 2, still with the best record in the NFL, but nobody believes that anymore that they are the best team in the NFL after getting absolutely obliterated by the Niners last week. But they traveled to Dallas, 9 and 3 Cowboys, one of the biggest games of the year, probably the biggest Eagles Cowboys game within the past five, maybe even 10 years. Huge matchup, first place. For NFC East on the line, potentially even the Eagles' end of their run as the number one seed in the NFC for this year. 820 Sunday Night Football, NBC, biggest stage in sports. Cowboys minus three and a half, over under is 52 and a half for a primetime game. Big number there. Can the Eagles bounce back from that ship pumping last week? I'm going no. Uh, Cowboys 30, Eagles 23. The Cowboys covering the three and a half, over 52 and a half. My pick isn't really a, a reflection of what happened at the link last Sunday. I would have picked the Eagles to lose this game regardless, even if they killed the Niners last week. The Eagles um, did get smoked, um, but the Cowboys ended up winning a shootout against the Seahawks. This game is in Dallas, and the Eagles already beat Dallas this year at the link in a game that they probably did get outplayed. But Dallas at home is just too good. They're currently converting 48% of the third downs this year, which is good for second in the league. And the Birds are dead last in the league, allowing third down uh, conversions at 47% of the time. The defense has just been giving up way too many yards recently, and they're not going to be able to contain Dak, CD, and everyone else. I think they're just not going to be able to get off the field, and it might end up being higher scoring than what I'm saying here. Um, the Eagles offense has also struggled, and I don't see them being able to just consistently match the Cowboys in this game. The Eagles lost uh, does end up making the road to the division title and the one seed way more difficult. But I don't think it's completely out of the question for them to get both of them, uh, especially considering their upcoming schedule. Yeah, before I get into my take on this matchup, a quick surprising note on, on this one. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL against the spread. I would not have believed that if you told me that. 7-3-2, and two, that's good enough for a 70% cover rate. Cowboys are tied for second in the NFL, going 8-4 and four against the spread so far this season. About a 66.7% win rate there uh, in terms of a cover. So two of the best teams in the NFL against the spread, just going forward, it, regardless of your side in this matchup, take them against the spread more times than not. They're going to cover for you, it looks like. But, however, the Cowboys have been absolutely dominating recently, especially at home. We touched on this last week, but they've now won 14 straight, dating back to last season at home, and are 6-0 and at home this year, averaging 41 points per game in Jerry's world this season. So this is a completely different team when they're in their building. They get the face, they get the chance to face an Eagles defense now that is really struggling, coming off giving up those 42 points to the 49ers. And as you mentioned, 
dead last in the NFL on third down defense. That's where they struggle the most. They were able to get the 49ers in some second and like sevens, third and five, and then the 49ers were able to convert. And I think this is going to be a situation where Mike McCarthy goes for it, is very aggressive in this one. If the Cowboys want any chance at winning the division, they need to win this game as they still have a pretty challenging schedule coming up. They still have to play the Bills. They have to play the Dolphins. They have to play Detroit. They don't really have much cupcakes left. The Eagles' schedule after the Seattle game is much easier. Two games against the Giants and then one game against the Cardinals as well. So the Cowboys, this is a big-time game for them, kind of like it was for the 49ers last week if they want to stay in the race for that NFC East, in the race for that one seed. Um, but the thing with Philly that I, I want to point back to, and I talked about this after the Eagles lost that game to the Jets, since Jalen Hurts took over as a full-time starter, they have not lost back-to-back games since the Raiders and Bucks in October of 2021. So it's just a thing that you don't really see commonly with Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback. He just finds ways to win games. I think this loss, though, I'm picking the Cowboys to win. I think this loss is going to have a lot more to do with the defense and the offense. I think Dak goes out there and puts up 300-plus again, and the defense is going to have to have a long look in the mirror because they have another test coming up next week with Seattle before they get some cupcakes where the cupcakes might make them feel better going into the playoffs. But I think this passing defense is a real problem. And I think it also starts with the pass rush. The pass rush hasn't been as good as it was last year, which really helped them out. I think Dak's going to go out there, have another big game. This Cowboys team at home has been so dominant this year. I'm going to go Dak to go for 300-plus and the Cowboys to to win and move into a tie for first place in the East. Give me Cowboys 31, Eagles 20, so Cowboys minus 3.5 and the under a 52.5 hit in there. All right, last two segments, the dog of the day and our lock of the week. The dog of the day is our money line underdog winner for the week. I'm going to go with the Ravens, or excuse me, the Raiders. They are a plus three dog at home, plus 130 on the money line to the Vikings. I think the Josh Jobs magic has worn off. We saw him throw four picks against the Bears on Monday Night Football. Both these teams coming off a bye, but Antonio Pierce had a chance to sit sit down during the bye week, probably implement some more stuff that he wants to do, see what the team has looked like in the past few weeks with him being the head coach rather than McDaniels. And I think Josh Jacobs getting a week of rest and a chance to really go out there and carry the ball this week 20-plus times is going to be a big thing as well against a bad Vikings defense. I like the Raiders to pull this one off at home, catching the points definitely with the plus three, but I do think they have a very good chance to win this one outright too, even with Justin Jefferson returning. Yeah, my dog of the day, I'm going Panthers plus five and a half, so plus 184 on the money line over the Saints. Derek Carr plays. He's not going to be 100%. Taysom Hill's also banged up. I think this could just be a close game between two pretty bad NFC South teams. Uh, It seems like all the, the games in this division are always pretty close, and I think the Panthers could steal one here. All right, and then our lock of the week. I'm going to go with the Ravens-Rams over 40. Touched on at the beginning, but Rams offense has been really clicking since Stafford came back healthy. They've scored 30 in back-to-back games. The Ravens, three games against their NFC opponents this year, they've scored 30 or more. I think we see these two teams exchange points early on. Maybe the defense is settling down down the road, but this one only being at 40, I really like this one. I think it's, it should be like a 49-and-a-half, 50-type type of total. So I really like the over in this matchup. My lock of the week, I'm going Patriots under 12.5 total team points. Their offense stinks, and they're also playing the Steelers, who offense stinks. There's just going to be no offense in this game. They're going to need a defensive or special teams touchdown to even come close to this, maybe even two to go over it. I just don't see it. So Patriots under 12.5 total team points. Yeah, I like that pick as well. And with Zach Wilson back in the fold, might be 
worth looking at that one too. I, who knows what's going on with that freaking Jets quarterback situation anymore. But all right, that will do it for NFL Big Five games of the week, the Week 14 edition. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will talk next week. Thank you.